Hi, I'm Jason Bailen with Hard Money Bankers, and welcome to another great expert interview. My guest today is Nick Catanaro from The Link Builders and a few other online brands. So the best way to describe Nick is he is the man that pretty much knows everything that is going on online, anywhere from SEO to reputation management to internet marketing. Nick, Nick knows it. So I met Nick, I don't know, what's it, like six years, six years ago or so, and I was instantly impressed with him because just his knowledge that he had online and just the ambition he had. He was, he was in his 20s back, back then, and he was so ambitious. He had a new startup company called The Link Builders. I don't want to spoil too much stuff. Please, Nick, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. On the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got started. For sure. Uh, I got started before a lot of people knew internet marketing or just the internet would be something that we're so reliant on today. So I got my start in 1999. Um, It was through playing in a band. I was a bass guitar player in a band and I created a band website at the time and uh, I wanted to get our music out to anyone and everyone that would listen. So this was around the era of Napster. So it was an opportunity for me to market something, which was content that my band and I were creating, um, and get that content out to um, anyone who would be interested in in uh, receiving it. So um, went on to learn HTML and I created a website and uh, this was at a time before like Google Analytics so the only analytics that I had was a little hit counter at the bottom of the the website. (laughs) That's right, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, this was before I I had a credit card at the time so I would use a website called AngelFire for free web hosting and and uh, I was able to get a guest book at the bottom of the website. So that, that was really how I was measuring success. There's a little hit counter at the bottom of my website. How many people were signing the guest book? Where were they signing this guest book from? And um, that's what I was using to gauge success. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Eventually went on to become aware and proficient uh, in a, the area of affiliate marketing. Tell us a little bit about your digital agency and just, you know, many people might not know what that term is. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, The Link Builders started in 2011. At at that time, we really focused on SEO, uh, more specifically off-page link building as a way to generate rankings on Google. Now, that method still works today. Uh, Google's framework, framework is still built on links and the distribution of content and where that content is uh, hosted and who's clicking through. So um, little has changed in in that sense um, other than the fact that we're focusing really on reputation management as it relates to uh, an entire page of Google. So we work with brands as well as individuals to control and optimize everything a user would see on page one of Google. Hmm. Okay, so interesting. So let's say, you know, for instance, our company, Hard Money Bankers, you know, it's important to us to, I don't know if this is still the term, the old school term was take over the block. And when someone types in a keyword of ours or our brand name, 
we want to be, you know, we want to have the, a Google AdWord up top. We want our our pay, you know, our, our Facebook page to be there, our homepage to be there, and everything, few and far between. Is that the goal? Yeah, exactly. So um, you named a tactic right there, AdWords. That's something that we do for clients, branded AdWords, um, because you want to have that that level of control, even even if. Um, a competitor is not bidding on your, your your term. It's just giving every option that a user has on that that SERP result to get to you, and that's what we do. Hmm. Got it. So, who is your ideal client? Who who do you guys target? Let's say um, I don't know. You're going to an event, or you're going somewhere, and you're trying to target somebody to pick up as a client. Who who would you, who would that target business be? Maybe how many employees? How much revenue they want to spend with you? Stuff like that. Sure. Ideal client for us are companies in the direct response marketing space. Um, so think um, think products that are great for consumers, like supplements. Um, it's going straight to consumer, not always B2B. And they're doing a lot of volume in terms of sales. And one bad review may really derail the company. It may inhibit them from getting conversions and ultimately growing the business. Um, so we work with many companies who are launching new products, um, launching new brands that really want that level of control before product hits shelves or um, maybe that product finds affiliates to reach the marketing feel of the brand. Hmm. So we work with brands uh, proactively on brand launches. We also work with brands reactively. So when uh, Google results are less than ideal, um, we'll function much like a PR company where we create new positive results to suppress the negative results. Got it. And we also work with individuals too. Um, so think uh, first name, last name, yeah. queries. Um, and that, that's a big thing for uh, individuals uh, in, say, financial services. That's a, that's a really hot sector that we, um, we've just naturally done well in because the stakes are so incredibly high for, for personal reputation. Or, you know, like big name brand speakers like a Tony Robbins, like all of a sudden, you know, someone goes and bashes him and, you know, they have enough uh, power to get towards the top. Of, of Google, which could really harm someone like that. You know, you guys do what you got to do to get them out of the way and put good stuff in front of bad. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what yeah. we do. And, and it's, a, it's an important thing, too. You know, some may be like, hey, we'll just let, you know, Google's not the Internet police, right? You know, we're, and I don't want to use the word like manipulating uh, queries because that's not what it is. But at the same time, you know how it is. All of a sudden, you know, someone has a track record. A company's in business a hundred years. They have a great track record, and there's one idiot online who puts a negative review on Yelp or whatever the case is. And all of a sudden, that sneaks up, and that could ruin a, a lot for not necessarily that company, but for also their potential clients who could, re, you know, really use utilize their services. So no, that's uh, that's interesting. Any uh, you know. Not too much behind the scenes, but any kind of tips or tricks that you guys follow to, uh, you know, without giving away any real proprietary information? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, can, I can tell you really what it is. It's a lot of hard work. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of content placements that need to um, happen. So we need 
to have really good relationships with websites and, and media partners where we can post great content on. Um, mm. Secondary, we need to go distribute that content next. So we need to build links to it. We need to share those articles on, say, Reddit, on Facebook, on social. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to it, but ultimately it really boils down to really smart marketing sure. and, and putting constant pressure on the negative results through creating positive ones and continuously doing that until the, the desired result is achieved. Hmm. Got it. And how many employees you guys have currently right now? Six total. Six so total. We're, uh, we're lean. We're mean. I, I really believe that important. our size is a, is a competitive advantage of, of ours, and we can outpace uh, agencies that are two, three, four times the size of us. What what's what's one trick? Let's call it that you feel like you have to help you manage some employees because managing employees sucks for a lot of small business owners. A lot of small business owners don't feel like they started a business in order to have to go manage someone else and have them do it. Um, they they don't like they don't like that that stuff. And when we started our company years ago. I never really want to take on any employees because I didn't want to manage it. I just wanted to do it, do it myself. You have anything kind of growing pains throughout that you could recommend of like, these are some of the, the, the processes we have in place with our, with our employees to make their life easier and my life easier. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Jason. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and this may work for some companies, not all companies, but we've gone remote. So, we used to have an office in, in Maryland. We outgrew that office. and In fact, we, uh, we shared space in the same office building That's right. at, at one time. and We outgrew it, went to a, a bigger office that could accommodate more people, and we grew more there. And then ultimately, I made the decision um, to no longer operate the company in a traditional office environment. Um, that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, was it the right decision for my company? Absolutely. And the reason being is that the focus no longer was on when people were showing up, when people were leaving, how productive they were while they were there, or the illusion of how productive they were while in this office setting. Um, going remote and using great tech like, like Asana, we use for project management, uh, we use Slack for internal communication. Um, we even use uh, a system called DePulse. Um, it's like for scrum planning, um, kind of road mapping, things like that. Hmm. Um, and, and then again, finding the right people who thrive in that type of environment really made our tremendous growth happen for us and a lot less stress for me. Sure. Do you feel that the types of people you hired on the front end alleviated a lot of the back end problems because you scrubbed the people the right way on the front end. Like, what's the best way that you're finding, you're keeping people accountable for things? Because a lot of small business owners, you know, they feel like they don't have the passion as some of the employees do. So they want to figure out ways to hold people accountable. Or what we find, kind of found is you put the right people in place on the front end and it really, really alleviates issues in the back end. <laughs> well, well, first, I'm. I'm I'm with you on the right people. Like that's key. And for for me, it's 
ever-changing what that criteria is. You, you learn so much over the years by hiring, firing, uh, have, and seeing why some people just stay the course you know, for a duration of, of years. Uh, so three key elements that I look for are smart, hungry, humble. Those, sure. those three three elements. Um, yeah, great resume, relevant experience. That that should all be a given. A positive attitude, all givens. But three three of those elements absolutely need to be there. They need to be smart cookies, uh, highly intelligent, able to problem solve on their own, able to spot pitfalls before I spot them. So being smart. Um, being aware that it's so essential to your success within our organization. Do you, do you guys do personality tests ahead of time, or, or you haven't really needed to in the in the past? I'm familiar with the personality tests. I I can I can assess pretty quickly type <laughs> to type B. That's all. That's that's all I all I really yeah. Need to know. Um, type A lends itself well, obviously, to sales and things like that. Uh, type B, we need them. Hey, programmers, some yeah. of the best programmers I've worked with have been Type B personalities. It's just knowing compatibility. So fair enough, fair enough. Well, you know, and it's a strong trait to understand those. We go, we base base everything off just personality types, and we know exactly. Um, you know, we've got about the same, maybe eight full time employees. But anyways, and you know, each job description, it's you know, you need to have a certain personality type. Like you're not, you know, you're not going to be, you know, a salesperson and be in back office accounting. It's just not going to work and, and vice versa. So, you know, it, it's important. And I think most small, small business owners need to learn one of the, one of the different ways to run personality tests because you're right. I can run into people like that person's, you know, an I personality type on the, on disc, you know, that person's a C, uh, things like that. So like you learn that nat naturally. So it's good that, you know, you kind of have that. And, and every once in a while, some people do fall, you know, I get stumbled by somebody. I think they're this personality type. Then they're this person. We had an employee that had a let go recently after a few years that I don't know how th this person got past us, but um, but you, you live, you live and learn, you know, as a learning experience. Um, so what's the day in a life look like for, for you? Um, either, I don't know if you have all your days are very typical days. Maybe it's a day, you know, what uh, a typical week is, what you're trying to accomplish in a week. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of different business owners, you know, some of them are grinding all day long from dusk till dawn. Um, you know, some ha some are spending a lot more time on personal development because they believe that that's very powerful for their success. And you know, they're high; they're just kind of going in and doing high visionary stuff. What's kind of a day in the life for you? It depends on what's in front of me and what objectives I'm trying to achieve. So that, that's actually a really good question, Jason. I I, I love it because it it's so variable. So I'll give you an example. the The month of September, I spent the bulk of that time in Curacao. I was out of the country. I was relaxing, recharging. I was deliberately not trying to get myself involved in the day-to-day. -day. Um, and I let uh, Sean, our vice president, really handle operations and everything that, that needed to be handled. Um, managing the team, managing clients, managing new prospects. And um, those periods are good to let others on the team grow and uh, you can come back fresh because everybody needs to just tap out and then come back. Um, but when, when I am working or working toward something, um, we'll, we'll start with the morning. Uh, I don't set an alarm clock, but I have a, a cute puppy that gets me up very early 
yeah. at uh, around six in the morning. So uh, I've been up early getting getting her out. She goes to the bathroom, bring her back in, feed her, and then from there uh, it's off to the races. Um, I uh, I like the standing desk. I uh, use that, and um, I'm I'm really focused on what my uh, my day needs to. Uh, consist of, and, and it all comes down to this. This is my biggest secret right here, one of these. Yep, no check. Pad. Good old-fashioned. Same thing. Notepad. Um, things get on the queue. Um, if it's not super important, I'm, I'm, I'm out a few days, and I'll, I'll get it out a few days, but this, is, this method, um, just this one notepad and this pen right here, this has been my secret sauce since 2011. Um, yep. It's how I keep track of things because uh, my brain is good, but I can't remember everything. But if it gets onto the notepad, it, it gets in the queue. So um, my my day consists of um, of handling uh, emails, sale prospects, uh, getting proposals out, overseeing uh, how productive we are. So I'm I'm playing high level at the same time, seeing who's doing what, what was executed, was what was executed, communicated to the client, and I'm looking to see if those feedback loops are, 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 are closed, and then we can move on. And uh, toward the end of the week, um, I really front load my week, so I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm dragging by Friday, and that's the sign of a good week. So Fridays, I, I allocate one hour to uh, preparing for a call that I have with a coach, and I allocate another hour to the actual call with the coach. So Fridays are really reflective for me, and, and even prior to that call, I'm looking back on the week, seeing uh, opportunities that may have been missed, and and looking for ways that we're we can step on a landmine and get blown up. So sure. Fridays for thinking. So fr- that's that's good to know. Your Fridays are kind of your your thinking. I. I've you know never really thought about that because I mean we've we've shared a coach in the past um, or we had the same coach I, I would I would say and I was thinking about that when you just said that I was like yeah I think I did my my coaching sessions on a Tuesday but I don't know why I maybe it was because that's what fit in but I understand the Friday thing I uh, I think that makes sense it's hey let's reflect on on what it is and then game plan for a really strong day do you do you work at all weekends. Sunday evening, um, so five five o'clock, six o'clock. I'm kind of migrating back to the computer, mapping out the week. I'm in a sauna. I'm looking to see what's on the docket. Um, I'm assigning things that need to be assigned. I'm delegating things that I'm trying to get off my sure. my, my queue. So I, I I like going into weeks where I have a good three four hours of thinking time to myself. And I'll be honest, some of the best work I've ever produced has been on weekends, um, mainly because email isn't going off, uh, Skype, Slack, yeah. are not going off, text messages, nothing is happening. While everybody else is out enjoying themselves, I can I can do uh, some really focused work, and I find it enjoyable. I, I, I really love uh, doing as much as managing and as much as um, executing on vision. As well, sure. So. And it takes a lot of discipline because you don't have an office, right, anymore. You're out of your house, and everyone else is either out of their house or a small executive suite. So they're, you know, you're, you're, you know, it, it takes a lot of discipline 
to do that because a lot of small business owners, you know, uh, you know, my business partner, Chris, he wrote uh, an article for Entrepreneur or something recently that said, um, work from work, home from home. I don't know if you ever saw that one. And, you know, that's a trap that a lot of people come in. Like, it's the mental mindset. When he's here, he's grinding the entire time. And then when he's home, he's kind of just mentally recharging on stuff. And, you know, different people are different things. So on your end, it's, hey, I got to figure out a way. I'm going to be at home and I'm going to be able to manage both sides of things. Uh, but again, you know, most good entrepreneurs, most good business owners can combine the home and work thing into one. It's life. That's yeah. really what it is. I don't really think about work life balance. It for me it's life. And yeah. That's that's an important mindset to have, I think, for, for, for me. Maybe other people will take a key takeaway from that. Because even when I'm I'm on vacation, I'm still thinking about ideas. It's absolutely thinking, hey, if, if I'm in uh, you know, a resort swimming pool, I'm probably thinking about a business idea or I'm taking some inspiration from travel of being in a foreign country and just seeing the way people respond to certain things and maybe I can throw that into a marketing angle. So for, for me, the unbalance or lack of balance that some may perceive is my balance. So yeah. when I'm taking a break, I'm taking a big break. I'm really going to recharge. I'm, I'm going to make a deliberate effort to have systems in place so I don't even have to open the laptop unless it's a an emergency. Exactly. Yeah. No, all good all good stuff. What's one thing you feel like you're lacking in your business or kind of a two-part question, either that or something over the next maybe towards the end of the year or in 2018 that you really it's kind of been on top of your to-do list that you want to do, like a big thing. Um so either something you're not currently doing now that you're like we need to get this done or a new project that you want to implement. That's a great question. What I've found my company, The Link Builders, we've fallen into a trap that many other marketing companies have fallen into, that we focus a lot on our clients. We do great work for our clients. We're communicating with our clients, and we're neglecting our own marketing, <laughs> yep. our own efforts to get our message out, to say, hey, we do this, we can help you. And that's something that I've been thinking about that I want to get a, a grip on um, actively looking to hire an individual that can help us with that and focus on internal brands that we that we own and operate because if we want to attract great clients we have to put the best version of ourselves out there in the digital it can't just be by email by phone calls because people people who already do business with us they they, they get it they're there but they were once sold on us, likely through the digital or through yep. referral by somebody else. So that's something that I'm. That, I, I know we're we're lacking, and it's something I'm working toward getting better at for the remainder of this that, year. That's a huge lesson, I think, for any business owner. It's kind of like you know, how do you take dating advice from somebody who's not married, or or um, a lot of different examples. And you know, Glenn in our office, he has his his digital media company, Corner Unit Media, and you know, I wrote on his board the other day and I was like, you're doing such great work for your clients, but your clients want to come to you and they, they, your clients want, you know, think about this. Your clients want to come and be, and you, they want you to do everything that you're currently doing already. 
and you're doing significantly more for them, it's going to be hard for you to attract new clients. And when you attract new clients, he's like, oh, well, we did this for this company. We did this for this company. We did this for this company. Well, it's a lot easier if you just have a badass website, a bad, uh, you know, cause a badass social media profile, all this other stuff. And it's like, this is what we do. Look here. And they're like, yeah, I want to be exactly like you. And I think that's the case, not just in, you know, digital or online, online stuff, but, but, but everywhere. I mean, I, it's, it's like, you know, you go buy a new construction house from a builder who has an awesome brand new, fully updated house. And you're like, I want that house right there, your house. Cool. I'll buy, I'll make you that exact same house. So there's so many different examples in so many different businesses. So I agree with that. I think, I think everyone gets stuck up on working for their clients, their customers, people that are paying them money every day to help them. But at the same time, it's important to, you know, take care of your own stuff, as, your own stuff as well. So I, I uh, certainly appreciate that. Um, so I want, let's talk a little bit about goals. And I know you have goals in place because Tony helps, helps coach you like me. And I always had good goals in place uh, when I was working with him. Throw out where you think Nick is going to be in like five or 10 years. <laughs> Not, nothing too crazy, but throw out like what's a, just a crazy goal. Because you know, at least on my end, we hit our 10-year goals in three years when we were working with, the, with our coach. Um, Chris and I had 10-year goals for our lending company, and we hit them in three years. Um, and those 10-year goals were goals I didn't think we could hit. I, I thought they were unimaginable, and we hit them in three years. And I'm like, wow, if that's the case, I need to you know, th- you know, think way bigger. So like, I'm guessing that like your 10-year goal is pretty – pretty out there yeah the, the, the <laughs> thing is um the, the, the funny thing about those goals I, i'd say probably 90 percent of entrepreneurs attach it to some sort of financial objective yeah and it's just the way we're wired uh it's like playing a video game you're constantly trying to beat the high score sure you get better at the game you learn how to how to how to dodge bullets and you learn how to get through quicker faster and um and with with, with ease and greater confidence. So coaching helps in that in that sense. But prior to coaching, um, was doing a respectable amount of business given the you know the size of the agency. Um, it was under a million, and uh, now we're doing millions of dollars of sales, which is fantastic with the same team. So that just that just shows efficiency, good systems the right clients and, and giving a uh, proportionate amount of value is there. Um, how large can we scale um, our services component of the business without it starting to buckle and cave? Well, that, that's that's to be determined. That Those are good problems to have. Um, but just throwing some quick financial goals out, out there. Um, I'll be 43 years old in 10 years. Um, agency will likely be doing 10 plus million in sales, um, personally, um, should have a real estate portfolio in the millions. That's that's something that I've been um, very active in this year. Uh, with my wife being a realtor, um, we actually closed on four properties in one calendar year. So we're working wow. toward that goal. And um, with the help of a great property management company, I think I'll be able to hit those goals because I'm outsourcing uh, what. I don't like or I'm not good at focusing on what we're, we're doing best and that's just being smart with capital. Um, 10 years out, um, I see my cryptocurrency holdings being worth millions and millions of dollars. I see blockchain technology kind of dictating how we uh, 
go about our daily lives in a different way and how business, uh, it, it will change for the better using blockchain-based technology. But beyond that, children, um, my, uh, my cute little puppy will probably be <laughs> older at that time. Still, and, we'll still uh, be alive in 10 years, so that's good, hopefully. And I, I think by, by, by at that point in my life, I think um, I'll be a lot calmer in terms of uh, uh, knowing what, 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 I, what I want and being able to see things happen before it, 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 it happens. And I'm still, I'm still ground and pound right now growing this business because I'm, I'm, I, I don't see myself being less hungry at 43. I see myself being a lot more calculated, selective, um, and being able to just ignore things. That's a tough thing for me right now. Like if people keep emailing me and they want to get on a call with me, eventually I'll probably cave and get on the call or I'll just respond back, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm really busy. At that point in my life, I, I won't feel any guilt for selectively ignoring. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what, uh, all right. So I got one, I got one more question that I ask every single person that I, inter- I interview. Um, what, how do you picture retirement in your head? Are you the type of guy that is going to be like, grind, grind, grind. I'm going to freaking, you know, grind, you know, grind all day long until I die. This is what I love. This is what I'm going to do. I'm never, I'm never going to stop. Or are you like, Hey, I made my money. Maybe it's in 10 years from now when I'm 43. Hey, I made my money. Take my cell phone, throw it in the ocean be like, I'm out, lose my number. Never talk to me again. I don't think I'm capable of going into retirement mentally. I think it's a mental state to say that you're retired. What, what is that? What does that mean? That means that you're not working, you're not actively working towards something, um, or are you not actively working toward generating an income through providing a service or trading your time for uh, some form of monetary uh, compensation? Um, retirement, for, for me, I see myself still doing real estate deals. Um, still enjoying the cash flow from rental properties. Um, I may not be doing the marketing activities like I'm, I'm doing today. I mean, the, the, the brain is a, is a, is a funny organ. I, at, that, at that time, I might not be as sharp. I might not be as fast, but I, I hope that the Link Builders brand is still alive and well and the, uh, the, the message uh, from who it was founded upon is still uh, carried through in the work that the company does. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the same response everyone has. It's, it's I want to be in the middle, right? I'm not going to freaking grind, 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 worry about all the stupid stuff that I'm worrying about now. But at the same time, like, I'm not just going to sit down on a beach for two weeks or, you know, for the rest of my life and not do anything and just rot away because that's what you'll do. You'll just rot away and your brain will deteriorate because that you'll do something in the middle. You wake up, maybe you you know, you go grind at the office, check on your investments, you know, do some deals, meet some clients, and then go play golf or do whatever and travel a lot. So, you know, that that's the answer. What I've realized with pretty much most successful people is I like what I do and that's why I do it. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of both. I'm going to do a little bit of both. That's just the way that they're wi- we're wired. And also a lot of people feel 
maybe they're not fully retired, but they kind of feel like they're retired because it's, hey, retirement is doing what you want to do. And like, I'm cr- we're creating these businesses based on our lifestyles and based on what we want to do. Um, I mean, yeah, personally, I'd like to go play golf more. I don't do that yet, but I'm sure there's things that you'd personally, hey, maybe I'd like to travel a little bit more. Um, but there's a lot of different things that, that happens. But I think the goal with all of this is we're all kind of um, – uh, what's what's the term? Uh, spinning our businesses, our lifestyles into what we see will be a retirement in the near future. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, just to add on, I, I see myself giving back in retirement as well. Hmm. Um, finding um, people or an organization that I'm passionate about, um, which may not even be um, you know in existence today, because we're talking many decades out. But I, I, I see myself staying active mentally, active physically, and and uh, I don't want to say enjoying life more because for me right now this this is enjoyable. Yep. People might say you're nuts, this is crazy, or I've heard this one before. This is no way to live. Um, <laughs> Different. And say this is really the only way to live because of the level of control that I have over my life. That's right. That's a, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, you're, contr- you're controlling it and you know, you, you figure it. You, I remember once, um, when we started our company, Chris's mom was like, that's way, you know, that's way too risky. You don't want to start your own business. Um, and his response was like, you know what I think is risky? You getting a W two from your current employer because you have zero control over that. Number one, they can go out of business. Number two, you only have one line of income coming in. What happens if that stops? And I wasn't being mean about it. He wasn't being harsh about it. And keep in mind, you know, another thing that we've been talking about recently because I've been finishing up that book, uh, Shoe Dog, by Phil Knight, the Nike book. And it's different now than in the past. That generation or two generations ago, they didn't have the opportunities that we all have. And in the future, there's going to be a lot more opportunities. They didn't have the opportunities to start a business. They didn't have banks that you could get money from. They didn't have, you know, you didn't you didn't just start businesses there. So, you know, we're in a good spot where there are a lot of different opportunities out there. And I'd encourage, you know, my kids and this and different generations to come of, hey, let's let's try to work backwards. Figure out kind of what your end game is and work out and kind of mold your life into the way you want. Because, I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, you're going to turn 43 in 10 years from now. Quick. I mean, think about when you were 23, where you were, where you were, and I think the same thing about where was I 10 years ago? Like, how far have you come? You know, since then, you know, how much further are you going to be Light in the future? Years. Light years. You just comp- compound. It works just like compound interest. Like, you know, you're just doubling your life. You're just doubling your knowledge. You're just doubling your assets. You're doubling everything so so quickly. So you got you got to do it the way you want. So, Nick. I certainly appreciate it. Um, you know, give everybody your contact information. What's the best way to get a hold of the Link Builders if if they think that they're the, the right fit for you, or maybe, you know, who knows? It's somebody who wants to reach out. Easiest way, without uh, giving you my email address, which contains my last name, you probably people will probably mess it up anyway. Um, just go to thelinkbuilders.com, um, and you can go to the contact form from there. Uh, it those emails hit my inbox and i can respond to anyone right from there perfect perfect yeah gave a lot of value i love having small business owners entrepreneurs ambitious people on 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 this show just like you because it gives it gives a lot it gives a lot to a lot of people and there's no right or wrong way to live your life there's no right right or wrong way to live your business 
you know, as long as it works for you. And, you know, there's there's always tidbits that pe- people got. I mean, I got some tidbits just from chatting with you, um, you know, for, for the last 30 minutes. So hopefully everyone found this to be super, you know, super, super entertaining. And, and it was. And again, Nick, I, su- I certainly appreciate it. Thanks, Jason.